0: Okay, okay so, so we are, are back with the, the second episode of the live podcast, podcast recording of Pennies to Pounds. So can, can we make some noise, noise for her, please? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, so what we're going to we'll do, do for this one, this one is it's going to be kind of a very chill Q&A. And so if, if you do, do have any, any finance, finance questions, questions don't, don't be, shy, be shy. And I'll, and I'll come around with the mic as well. But I'll hand over to Kia.
1: Thank you so much. So again, welcome back to the Pennies to Pounds podcast with your host, Kay. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel myths. Simplify difficult financial, financial jargon and rectify your own personal problems. problems. Now for those of you who haven't listened before, I have episodes, Penny episodes called Penny Problems. problems. And, this and this is the episode, episode where I read out your questions, questions and I try my best, my best to give you the best, best kind of guidance that I can. can. So, those so those of you, you who are best listening best back, back, we are back, live we at the Tate take Britain. And, and everyone who signed up to come take today, they're making their vision boards. Some of you put some of your questions. So I've got some of them in front of me and I'm going to try my best to help you guys out. So the first question is, how do I manage my, manage my money well money enough, enough to travel, travel for holidays, especially with, with savings and, and all, all other important expenses? expenses. So, so, if you follow me on social media, I made a tweet about two months ago, basically saying that last year I managed to go on five holidays whilst working part-time, um, and I paid for it all myself. There was no kind of finance, there was no anything, I paid for it all myself, and everyone's been begging me to drop the kind of gems, and I will, but I'm going to give you guys a little, a little taster here. I'm going to give you guys a few gems here, because I've been making everyone wait. But you guys are lucky today, I'll give you a little, few gems. So the first way I went to, I went to, so to give you some context, the five holidays I went on, I went to Barcelona, Milan, Prague, Hong Kong, and Cyprus, those are the five holidays I went on. And they're quite a big holidays. Hong Kong was the biggest, that cost me a lot of money, but it was well worth it. But to give you some, some little gems, there are a few apps which can really, really help you find some discounted holidays. The first Barcelona, one is called Hitlist, and that's how I went to Barcelona. Hitlist. That's how I went to Barcelona and Prague. Prague so I went, I went to Prague, Prague for £69, £69 return, so, so there and back, back, £69, back, £69 back, flights. Back, and I, I went to, to Barcelona back, for £70. £70 there and back. back. Uh, uh, but, but that, that app, that app is amazing. amazing. It shows, shows you holidays leaving this current weekend. If you want to plan ahead for like a month or two, whatever you want to do, Hitlist is incredible. I found some incredible holidays on there. Even Hong Kong, I could have booked it through there, but the time I wanted to go, so my dad's birthday, I, had to, I couldn't do it through there. But if you really want to go far flung to the US, if you want to stay local in Europe, whatever you want to do, Hit List is your go-to, especially as a student. It's a really, really amazing app. There's another one. Now I've got to try and find it in my phone. I have them all stored away. There's one called, um, give me one second. Where is it in my phone? I have so many of these apps. Um, do you know, you know whilst I'm looking, looking for that, back, another, way another way that, that I, I save, save money as well on my holidays, holidays is I use, use cashback. Cash so, so I don't know, know if you guys have heard of cashbacks cash before. before. Anyone? anyone put anyone, put your hand, hand up if you've used cashbacks before online. A couple people. people. So, so for those, so those of you who don't know, cashback is essentially free money on your purchase. When you buy something, you get free money back. You don't pay anything. It's the retailer who paid to list on these websites. You don't pay anything. So when I was booking these holidays, I was booking... Flights. So if I was booking hotels, I'd always go through a cashback site first. So the main, the main one is called Quidco. I'd log into Quidco, Quidco. you sign up, free to sign up, log in there, and I'd get like ten percent back on my hotel purchase. So if my, if my hotel cost me two hundred pounds, I'm getting twenty pounds back. So I only spent one hundred eighty pounds. Whatever I wanted to book, if I wanted to drive there, and I need, um, airport parking. I remember I did airport parking the other day actually, and I got something like thirty-four percent back. It's just all kinds of money back. For free, for doing nothing much. So if you're travelling and you're you know, you're going to spend through, I don't know, EasyJet, whatever it is, go through Quidco first and have a look and see if there's any kind of cashback you can get there. There's another site called Top Cashback, which is also free as well. They both do similar things, so have a look through there. I found another app. The other app is called Flights. Very simple, Flights. does a similar thing as Hitlist. It will scan through all the flights and find you the best deal for wherever you're going, for every day, how many passengers you want to go on. And that's how I managed to... Going on all these holidays, incredible holidays, on my part-time salary. Because I was still at university, still studying full-time, but I still managed to go on holiday. So that's how I'm going to answer that one. Hopefully that was somewhat helpful. The next question. The next question is, as a YouTuber with under 1,000 subscribers, what's the easiest way to make money just by making videos? YouTubers need to have 1,000 subscribers and 10,000 in order to start having adverts on your videos. So that's that's quite simple. simple. That's That's quite quite easy, in my opinion. opinion. You need to pick a niche. Because all these these brands brands nowadays, they they love micro-influencers. And a a micro-influencer is someone who, um, in naming terms, they they need to to have 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 under 100,000 subscribers, followers, followers, whatever it is. So so all these brands are looking for micro-influencers. So if you specialise in something, I know one girl, she specialises in, for example, if you love vegan eating, and that's what you do, you create vegan videos and recipes, there'll be brands who reach out to you and pay you to make videos. Even if you only have 100 subscribers, 500 subscribers, they'll pay you to make videos. So it's not necessarily about the audience. The audience, I think, is more important if you're doing something a bit more generic. If you're doing beauty in general, if you're doing hair in general, then maybe the audience, the bigger the audience you have, the easier it is for brands to approach you. If you're you're on a niche topic, so for example, if you take me as finance, there's not a lot of people who do finance like me. So even if I went onto YouTube and only had 50 of you sign up, but I had loads of views, even if I didn't have a lot, lot of views, there'll be brands who reach out to me purely because I'm in a niche sector and there's not many people in that sector. So you always need, if you want to make money off YouTube, figure out a niche. That can be anything at all. But figure out your niche and hone down on that, and I promise you, brands will find you. It's not all about, I have 50,000 views, I have 50,000 subscribers. Once you have a niche and you keep going with that niche consistently, then Then you'll be good. good. Do you have a a question? question? Yeah, yeah. 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 Niche and USP, i put them in the same bracket. So you figure figure out what what makes you you different different and brands will approach you. You You don't even need to worry about having a huge following. Just keep doing you whatever that passion is and brands will find you. So the next question I have here is, I want to start a podcast. What are some practical steps to get started and also be successful? So, so for those of you who don't know, you know the, the Penny podcast has been live for just over three months, months now. It's doing really well. It's had 30,000 listens. So it's done really, really well in three months. Um, but I'm still fumbling. I'm still figuring out my way. So I'll give you some of my tips. may not be amazing, but I've, I've, this is what I've learned along the way. You need to be consistent. And it sounds silly, but I know people who have podcasts and have YouTube, have whatever it is they, they do, and aren't consistent. From the moment From I, started I started to now, now I, have I have not missed, missed a single, single week. And it's and been hard, there have been times where I've been busy, but I have not missed a single week. Why? Because I know that there are people who subscribe to me, who listen to me, who are waiting for it to come out. So much so that I have people, I, drop a, I upload my podcast on a Monday, and I'm, sometimes the time varies. I might upload it at midday, might be at 5pm. By people I people who message me at, at midday and say, day, yeah, is there, day, day, is there a podcast today? Day, is there an episode today? Because so there's people who are loyal, who want, want to follow your journey throughout the podcast. podcast. So if so you, you miss a week, week and, then and, come come back, back, and then you come back and you miss two weeks, weeks and you try and come back, back you're your your too in, in, out, in, out. You will lose, lose some of your loyal following. So number one is to be consistent. Number two is to create interesting content. So... When I say, I say that, that, it's that not just, just, oh, I'm going to talk about this. You need to figure out how you're going to make, make it, it interesting. interesting. So I'll tell you, my last episode was um, on, on Monday. It was to we celebrate National Apprenticeship Week, which is this week. And I had, I had, a, had a, a few guests, guests on. They came, they came in. We were talking and about apprenticeships. And at the at end, end of, it, of it, I held a game. 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 They had, they had, had no all idea. All I never told anyone who comes on podcast what's going to happen. But we had a game. And it ended up being really fun. And because it was so genuine and so fun, a lot of people who were listening back. said that was a really good episode. So you need to be able to create content that people are able to engage with. Because if you were to listen to something and after five minutes you're bored, chances are everyone else who's going to listen to it is going to be bored as well. Number three is to try and invest in quality content um, and equipment, I mean. So that could be, if you want to do at home, a lot of people want to create that studios at home, then you need to make sure you invest in microphones that have minimal feedback, whatever it is that it is very, very professional. So I record in the studio, There's a lot of studios studios in London, there's tons, I think there's there's more like every week people creating new podcast studios, but I record in a studio, and because of that, it gives you the quality of the sound. I can record from my phone, of course I can, if if I didn't have the the, the, the capital to be able to go to to a studio, I'll do it from my phone. I've also tried with an Amazon mic, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it from home. One time I didn't want to move, I said I'm going to do Amazon Prime, get a mic here and I'm going to do it at home. When I listened back, the quality wasn't what I wanted, I wanted it, it to be. So, so I realized I from there that I had to invest, invest in quality equipment, equipment because people will return for that. So those are my main kind of key steps and try and have, try have a social media page for it, sorry. I've only, I've only had, had my Instagram page, page for and pounds for about a month. And that was just because I wasn't sure if I needed one. I wanted to kind of figure out the podcast first and figure out, do I need a page for it? But now I've done that, I've realized that's a good way to, people want to be part of a community. And if and you create a page, now people can follow that, can follow that community, community and they can all interact, interact and, that's and that's always a good way. way. So, so whether it's Twitter, start, Instagram, both, try trying, and build, build somewhere where they can create, create communities for your people, people to come together and have, have discussions. discussions. You can, you can have, have Insta stories, stories people can vote, vote for the next episode. episode. whatever it may be, people want, people want to come together and feel like they're involved in whatever you're creating and doing. So those are kind of like my main tips with regards to starting a podcast. So here's another question. Someone asked... What other methods of budgeting outside of Excel spreadsheets can be used to stay on track of your financial goals? Currently, I use Monzo Pots features and Roundups, my spending using Moneybox into my ISO accounts. So with regards to budgeting, there are tons of apps which you can use. There's an app called Emma. Emma's really good. It will show you, it shows you everything you've last spent on. So when I, I remember when I first downloaded Emma and I linked in my account, it showed me the last 30 days of transactions, and I didn't realize how much I ate out. It showed me everything, all listed out, and how much it was and how much money I spent there. And I put it in like a red circle when I saw how much red I was in and I said, oh my gosh, I can't do that anymore. But AMO is a great way of keeping track. It gives you daily notifications to let you know. You can set a budget. So I might say, you know what, this month I want to spend 150 pounds. That's what I want to spend. Yeah, I've done my my savings away. I've done everything, paid my bills. But spending-wise, I want to spend 150 pounds. It will tell me every day how on track I am, how much I spent on this. It will tell me, oh, you know, yesterday, Key, you spent £50 on takeaway. And i would be like, wow, wow, I didn't know that. But it helps me stay on track and gives you daily notifications. There's another app called Yolt. Yolt is really good. as a similar thing to Emma. Helps you stay on track. It also shows you any kind of bills that are coming out, how much the bills are, if The bill has has changed changed. for any reason. If it's gone up or or down, if you can get it cheaper elsewhere, elsewhere. we'll show show you that that as well. So So if you're you're into into apps apps like like me, me, which I really am, that's that's a really, really really good way of budgeting, I'd say. And I'm just, I'm very old school. I like pen and paper. I like to write down everything and keep track and have my budget that way. Spreadsheets, they're all right, but I know pen and paper I can have on me or even my notes page on my phone. I have everything written down so I know how much I can roughly spend. I also like to separate out my money. So I've mentioned... Before, that, to separate that's out my, my savings. savings. But with regards to spending, I'll, I'll put, put my spending money into, into one account, account and i only spend from that, that account. account. So when so that money runs out, out that's be done for the month. month. So if I, I run out on the 10th day, of, day month, of the month, and, month, and I get, then then get paid on the last day of the month, month, that's, that's it. it. I've gone over my budget. But it's a good way for me to stay on track, because I can't dip in further than I want to. If I only put £100 in that account, £200 in that account, then I can't spend £300, because there's not £300 in there. So those are some really good ways to budget yourself as well. Um, Another question, I've got got one one here, which says, we touched on it before, before, but I'll read it out anyway. How do you you find out ways to proceed or even start start with your side hustle or job? What what abilities do you have have to acquire to conserve your your business business and ensure that it runs smoothly? How do you start start a business with limited finance, finance, i.e. if you're unemployed or just have limited funds? So this is a lot of questions in one. Obviously, I mentioned earlier about finding a side hustle. List out what you're good at. Figure out what you're better at, at the most and how you how can monetize, you monetize it. it. With regards With to abilities, is, so I, I think, think what, what I've, I've noticed a lot, a lot of time is everyone, wants, want to start start everyone, everyone wants, wants to start a business. Everyone wants to start a business, business. but no everyone one wants, wants to figure, to figure out, out the, the skills, skills behind the business. business. And, and if you're on your Twitter, stuff, you've probably seen a few times where, especially hair companies, people come on and say, Don't use this hair company, this person scam me, blah, blah, blah. And then when you end up reading it, you see that whoever the business owner was didn't handle it properly. They got rude to that customer, customer or they, they blocked them, them or whatever. So a lot of people, people, people forget, people forget people that customer service is a service huge part of any kind of business. If a customer, customer comes to you and says, my and product, says product is faulty, faulty and, you and you this is what, what you gave, gave, to me, to back to back say, gave to me, going back to back them and saying, no, it's not. I will create quality products isn't a way to handle your business. You need to go to them and say, okay, it's faulty. How can I help? Can I see the product? Can you send it back to me? I'll see if I can replace it. If not, I'll refund you. A lot of people forget about that side. A lot of people but get concerned about the money, money element. I think, I'm making a lot a of lot money. money. That's all I care, I care about. about. And, and don't, don't cater, cater to the customer service side. side. So, so I, I definitely encourage you, if you want to start a business, business and that's and that's where your passion lies, having customer service skills is really important. If you think, yeah, I've got that, but you're not too sure, there are courses online, and it sounds really silly to have customer service courses, but there are courses online which can help you build out your customer service skills, build out your people skills, because not everyone's a people person, which is fine. But you have to become one if you want to be a business owner because there will be people who come back to you who are rude. And the last thing you want is someone blurting out on social media saying you're terrible, you're this, you're that, you're, you're trash on whatever kind of review page. So that is really, really important. Another important thing is to be able to manage your finances. So a lot of people start up businesses and don't get a business account. So business accounts are really important, especially if you need to start tracking your finances for tax, for tax purposes. If you have, you have all your money for money your business coming into your personal account, account and you have your wages you coming to your personal account, account and everything and coming into one, it's hard to separate. separate. So was so this payment, payment for my business, business or was it be? me? It's hard how to separate to that out because it out. When, when it comes, comes to tax, tax purposes, purposes, the tax, tax man's going to ask, so how much did you make this year? year. And you need to be able to separate it out. And if you have it in a business account, it's a lot easier to see, this is how much I made. And this is how much I paid myself, if that's what you do. If you're self-employed and you pay yourself, this is how much I paid myself, this is how much expenses were because it's all in a separate account, separate to your current account. I definitely encourage you to do that and we able to separate, separate our finances finance out that, that way if that, that is what you want to do. And a lot of business accounts are free. So I know, I think Tide have a basic one, which is free. Starling bank account have a free one. Um, there are a few more out there which are free. Some of them are paid because they have different services that they can offer you. But if you want to just kind of get started, definitely sign up for Tide or Starling business account. They don't ask for much. They kind of just want a few details from you. They'll send it out to you and you can kind of go from there and get started that way. So those are some of the key questions that I picked up from there. Does anyone in the room have any kind of questions about anything finance-related? Absolutely anything. Go on. Okay, I'm, yeah, gonna I'm gonna gonna going to
0: weave my way through the massive people. Hi, uh, hello. My name's Elvis. Hi, um, I'm an aspiring content creator uh, on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, my question is, um, what would you say is the most effective way to market yourself?
1: Ooh. In terms of what? At social media or what? Anything, like, like, like what
0: would be the best way to, like, market myself on any, like, platform, like social media or anything like that, pretty much?
1: Um, so I can only talk from my personal experience, from what I've done. So to give a bit of context, obviously I um, give financial guidance on social media. I've been doing it probably for about four months now. So when I first started and my first thread blew up, I was on a 1,000 followers. Now I'm on 18 and a half followers. 18.5K, 18 and a half? Yeah, that's what I'm on now. Um, it's only been four months. But, but what I realized, I realized is that, that people want to follow a journey. So people, people don't want to, want to see the finished, finished product. People want people to follow your journey. So along the way, they, they want to see where you began. They want to know about you. So, so I realized, realized from the beginning, I wasn't really, I was very, very close off because I didn't want people to know to who I was or what I did, did or, or, where or where I was, even, even studied at uni. I didn't want people to know anything. anything. But, but then I realized that the more I opened up, the more people can relate to me. So now if I say I study French in business, people who message me say, oh my gosh, how's French going? I do French. And now if I say, you know what? In first year, I got myself into some debt as well, but I got out of it. You can now open up those conversations, conversations. People, people want to see want you grow. So I'm sure so whoever your favorite person, your favorite celebrity, favorite celebrity, influencer, favorite you probably, probably watch, watch them grow. grow. Wherever so it is, some people who started, started, off, started single off single two years ago years and now they've got a, got a boyfriend, now they're engaged, new new you love to follow the journey. New so you need to make sure that you create that journey for your followers and then people more like to stick along because they feel like they know you a lot better. So that's the advice I give to you. Thank you very much. Any other questions? Hi. Um, I have a question about sticking to budgets because um, I do account accounting as a living mm-hmm. and I can always justify my spends. Okay. Like, okay, so you didn't spend this much on travel, so you can spend this much on food. How do you make sure you actually stay disciplined in your budget that you set? Do you adjust it or do you like literally set your budget and stick to it? For me... Unless, Unless something, something has come up and I really need to adjust my budget to increase it, budget, to increase it I, will I will stick, stick to that, that amount. amount. So I will say, say for, travel, for travel, I might work out travel for the, for the, the month, month, for like, you know, when I go to work or whatever. Uh, I've worked out how much I need for, for the month, month including petrol, because I drive petrol, as well, and I stick to that. that. Unless yes, something so happens, happens and also travel, and I need so to drive all the way back to uni, because I go uni commentary and it's a two and a half hour drive, and now I need more money for petrol, then that's maybe when I adjust it. But other than that, I stick to it. There is an app called Hype Jar, H-Y-P-E Jar, which is really good, you're able to basically split up your money into different jars. So you get one card and you can pick what jar you spend from. So you can have one for bills and one for spending and one for travel, but you're able to then pick what jar you spend from when you go and spend. So if that, that's a good way to keep yourself on budget. Because if you say, right, I'm only spending £100 on food, put £100 in that jar. If I'm only spending £50 on travel, let's say, when that runs out, there is no adjustment because that's all, you, that's all the money you put in the jar. So, so that's, that's, it's just more about being disciplined. It's hard because I'd be like, I'm going to spend £50 pounds on eating out and all of a sudden i transfer try to spend £100 back in to then increase it to £150 because I, my friend asked me to go to my pianos and this one said, let's go TGIs because I want to go to everything. But it's about being disciplined because then you're able to save more money at the end of it and you'll thank yourself more when you see the current account. No, saving the account, sorry. It's a lot bigger than your current account. Any other questions? That's a good question. Um, yeah. I'd say that I save the most money when it comes to food. So, obviously, being at university taught me have to be very frugal with my money. So, my, my weekly shop didn't cost me more than £10. I would make it work. If it didn't fit in the £10, I'm not getting it. We'll wait till next week. So, I find that saving on food helps me put money, more money away. Because, to give you some more context, in second year, I. Obviously got my student loan, I worked part-time, but I didn't get a lot of money each month. But I, I said that my student loan was going to all go to savings and i just spend my wages. But my wages were quite small. I only worked eight hours a week, but that's all I was spending. It's for everything. So if I travel back to London, so I used to work in London and I went to Union Coventry, everything was working with that, my wages. So I made sure that, okay, what I used to do is do one big shop, so like frozen food, for example, at university. So I spend £40 on frozen food right when I start, and after that, all, the rest of my shopping, shopping could be £10. Fresh, fresh food is not that much. So I switched from shopping from at Sainsbury's, because when I was at home, when my dad had money, now it's my money, I'm going to Aldi, because I haven't got that kind of money. But making that switch helped me to save up money and that's obviously, again, that's when I was going on my, my, four, my five holidays that year. Me saving on food helped me to put money aside to then go into holidays and have spending money and have a good time. So I think food is probably the easiest way, place to save money, I'd say.
0: Any other questions? Um, how can I justify using my savings to
1: buy something? So it depends on what it is. It just depends on what it is. I mean, it depends on what it is. So, for me, I have um, so I have my savings, and if I'm trying to justify buying a dress, I can't justify it. But if I'm trying to justify buying a course, which will then increase my skills, which I can then increase how whatever I'm selling or whatever service I'm providing, then I can justify it. It depends on the return that you want to get from that investment. And if a dress is me no return, other than I feel good and i got an Instagram post from it, then that's not a good enough return for me. So anything that I take from my savings has to be justifiable, in my opinion. So I need to make some sort of return from it. So maybe it's self-investment, and I won't see the return until like a year's time, because that's when I complete the course and I get a qualification, but I don't know that the return is coming. Buying new trainers, which I'll wear out in six months, I don't feel any kind of return from that. So I feel like it all depends on how you can justify it in your head. But that's how I justify it for myself.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll do, do one, two, three. One, one, three. Or has we'll anyone go else got any other? other? We'll do three, yeah. Um, so you, s- you say you're a bit lazy sometimes, but, but you do quite, do you quite a, lot, a lot, lot of stuff. stuff. Um, do you sometimes <laughs> tend to, like, procrastinate a lot? And, you know, um, I don't know. It happens to me. Do you have any tips for, for us or for me um, to, to help with that? the laziness sometimes and actually getting things fully done because sometimes i can get sidetracked and i think that happens to a lot of people yeah,
1: yeah. i am I the queen of getting sidetracked, get side-tracked. from, from 9, nine to ten, 10 love island's island on don't, don't try message the me there's no <laughs> emails <laughs> being responded to then i can finish, I finish a, series a series in, in a day, day but then i have to pull, pull back, back, and, back and, and say right, right. So, so whatever, whatever I, I didn't do this day, day it still, still gets carried on because, because the next day it still has to get done no one else is going to do it for me so it's literally just sitting down and thinking What is this going to do for me? So if it's, for example, if it's replying to emails, for me, that's that's my pet peeve and I'll keep talking about it, I can't stand it. But if it's replying to emails, and I know that once I reply to emails, maybe this opportunity might come or this person will come to my podcast, then I'll know, right, okay, I need to do this. And then once I do it, I can treat myself after that. So I can sit down and reply to emails for an hour, and as much as I hate it, after that I can go watch half an hour of my show. So it's all about rewarding yourself, because people who are strict on themselves, you're going to end up hating whatever you need to do. So you need to be able to reward yourself... I say, look, let me work for an hour, and then I'll do half an hour doing whatever I like to do. If I want to go for a walk, I want to be in the garden, if I want to watch something, listen to my favorite music, whatever it is, reward yourself. So then when you come back, it doesn't feel so much as a chore. Because you know, okay, I'm going to do this now, but in half an hour's time, I'm going to go cook my favorite food. And I'm going to eat that, and then come back and carry on what I'm doing, and then watch my favorite show. That's how I do it. I do intermittent working, because it's either I do everything or I do nothing. So I need to make it work. Because if I do nothing, I do nothing three days in a row, and I can't be doing that. So that's how I do. I try to reward myself with stuff I like to do to be able to push myself to keep working.
0: Hi. Um, when you're investing in things, whether it's business or like housing that you need to live for your business, do they take it into account? the amount of money that has been loaned into your banks, so, you know, like, student loans. Like, say you've got however many grand in there that's from student loans. So they take it into consideration that that's actually a loan or do they view it more that you actually own the money? Like, how does that
1: um, Are you talking with regard to the bank if you wanted to take out, like, a loan or...?
0: No, if you wanted to, like, invest that money into something else, spending that loan from, like, your student loans or loans that you've, like, racked up, like, making a big investment... Into something else, like a deposit deposit for something, would they take it into account that 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 money is actually
1: being loaned to you? No, that that money is your money. money. Once in your account, they're not looking to see where it came from. If I get if I have student loan and I have two k left over and I want to invest in something, that isn't two k from student loan. That's I have two thousand pounds, so you don't have to worry about them saying, "Oh, it's not actually your money; you can't actually use it to invest." That is your money. You can you can do with it whatever you want. If you want to go spend two k on food, that's absolutely fine. If you want to spend two k on Shares, do whatever you want. No one's gonna ask you where the money came from. If it was a loan, whatever it is, that's your money, it's in your account. End of, you can do what you want with it. Cool, thank you. You're
0: welcome. Uh, what would be your advice to um, a startup business who wants to gain followers quickly?
1: Ooh. On what platform? Instagram. Create engaging content pieces. Because, because if, if you're just, just posting the same old things thing like, oh, here's a picture of, I, I, I don't know what your business is, but if it's just like, here's a picture of our dress and there's nothing really to it, people on Instagram want visuals. So the reason why people follow influencers is because influencers make interesting content. Wherever the picture is, like it's them, but it's in a really nice place. So that's why I follow them, because I want to see their nice pictures. So if you're a business, you need to create aesthetically pleasing pieces. So I take, if you use me, for example, I don't have anything. I don't sell anything. Yeah, I, I my podcast, I don't sell anything. So I create content pieces, which gives you information, but in an interesting way. Because I always think, I need, I need to create something that I want people to put in their stories, and it will look nice in their stories. If no one can repost it, then I haven't done my job correctly. So if I create a piece about saving, then it needs to look nice enough for people to be like, oh, that's cool. Story. That way, people can engage with it, and that's how you get followers. If your content is just bland or boring, then people don't want to engage with it. And Instagram is the hardest place to kind of pierce and get followers, but once you master it, it's a breeze. And I'm not saying I mastered it, but what I've realised is, creation is really, really key, and it needs to be really, really nice and look really aesthetically pleasing for Instagram, whatever your business is. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, I, well think I think that's, that's all the time we have for questions. questions. Can, can we, we give, a, give a, massive a massive round of, the round of the applause to Kia, please? <laughs> thank you. Um, well, I, hope I hope that's helped demystify, demystify some of the, of the financial, financial myths that I definitely had. had. Um, we'll, um, be we'll be, be keeping we'll this open, open so for another, like, 10, 10 15 minutes, 10, minutes if you guys want to finish off anything. But once again, thank you guys so much for coming. And we're also going to be launching an app very soon, so if you want to find out more about that, make sure that you follow us at Eric Festival on Instagram. Yes, it's a plug that we're doing that we're shamelessly doing. um <laughs> and also and obviously follow so, key or um, pennies to pounds, pennies pounds podcast and ikea, ikea. is that your yes. see you all me. your all socials, um, socials. Um, um but yeah but thank yeah, you guys, thank guys so much for coming, coming. and have a have great, great rest of your friday, friday.